Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. wild to me how like when you're scared there can be such a difference between what goes through your head and then what like actually happens in real life Mm. like for example jake and i went to this haunted house last weekend right yes (laughs) sorry i I realized i was not being a proper audience member there yes yes all right (laughs) tell us more (laughs) and then what happened Can we all can we all start doing you like know. grease? Like let's just, oh well, oh well, oh well, oh. And now it's your turn. Go. So we went to a haunted house yeah. last weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell me, me more. more. Tell, tell me more. <laughs> so we went to a haunted house last weekend, and through like. The last portion of it, like right at the end, we're going through a bunch of hallways. It's 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 all set outside, but there are like structures built, right? So you're sometimes you're out in the open air, sometimes you're in little enclosures. Uh, so we're moving just through pitch black hallways, like have to feel the walls to move, can't see. And then at the end, we open a door and we just are outside, but we're enclosed in kind of a like a I don't know like a clearing, I guess, but it's just walls and pathways and there's no clear like go this way there's just multiple ways you could possibly go oh, okay and all of a sudden we hear the chainsaw and chainsaw man yeah. comes out as is tradition yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as the prophecy foretold <laughs> let me preface this by saying i know this isn't real okay yeah i know i'm not in danger i know i'm not gonna actually get murdered yeah i know that scared megan however mm-hmm. this is what went through my brain <laughs> it was oh fuck there's a chainsaw man and I said, where do we go? And Jake was like, I don't know. There's not a like exit labeled. And I was like, we just got to pick a path. And I pick a doorway and I run through it and it's wall, wall turn. And I'm like, okay, is this going to lead us back? Is this going to lead us to an exit? Okay, it looks like it's actually going to lead us somewhere. And then I went, oh, oh shit. I love Jake. I love Jake with a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I turn around to make sure he's still alive. And I see him running after me. And I'm like, okay, he's on his way. He's, he's making it happen. I can keep going. And I'm just like, wall, 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 chain leak fence. Run, run, run as fast as I can. And then I'm just like uh, finally out of this place, hands on my knees, trying to breathe because I've done more exercise than I've done in months. Just running through this place. It was a lot. Apparently, that's not what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Do I get to tell the real story oh, yeah, now? You okay. <laughs> so, we step out into this clearing. Chainsaw fires up. There is a Megan-shaped dust cloud in the air <laughs> where she was a moment ago, and she starts running around corners, and I'm like losing sight of her. She starts to take a corner that I'm not going to see her anymore, but I see her like start to go around, and like your one foot stays anchored. Like She starts to go, comes back over that foot, 
looks around, looks at me, and goes, We gotta get out of here! (laughs) (laughs) And then runs away where she can no longer see me, and I have to catch up. Chainsaw Man is between the two of us. So I've got to navigate my way. I've got to negotiate my way past him. And he just, I mean, he he looks at me and he gives me a half-hearted like vroom with the chainsaw like at my knees. Yeah. And then it's just like, you're not the person I want. Just fucking let me go. (laughs) We got back to the car and I was like, hey, I'm I'm sorry I left you to die there. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I was never in any danger. And I was like, no, I know that. He's like, no, I mean, even to be scared. I was not the target here. (laughs) He didn't care about me. He's like, you just walk. You just get out of here. Get out of the way. The fun one is gone. You go. (laughs) Well, I've got chills. They're multiplying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Well, I have some treats that we were sent <gasps> yeah nice. but we're gonna save them till next week because oh you bastard son of a- what a tease because i can get them to kim fast enough that she can have them at the same time oh, oh nice 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 oh we can do it for yeah yes. it'll be right before halloween when we record yes correct correct Excellent. i don't i don't know why i said yes 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 on next week's intro, we will uh, we've got these treats, and I will uh, get those out in the mail to Kim tomorrow, so that she has them at the same time. Um, and also remember, as you're doing all of your your Halloween things, your pumpkin patches, and your apple orchards, and your haunted houses. <laughs> this is spoken like an AI who's never gone outside. <laughs> Someone types spooky shit. Into your <laughs> tricks and or yes. treats. Remember to submit your <laughs> Halloween costume contest entries at thekurtshowpodcast.com. Um, <laughs> we've gotten some wonderful submissions already. Uh, you can hashtag those, crit or treat, or you can send those to us at the cast. No, you cannot. That was not Please on the thing. Please don't do that. <laughs> you can tag You can tag us at the crit show on Twitter. Hashtag us. Okay, AI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can do whatever. It's just not necessarily we won't, going to get to us. We won't always find it. <laughs> we won't see it at all. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can tag us at the crit show, uh, or you can send it to us. Uh, through email at the cast at the crit show podcast.com. Or you can mail us the physical <laughs> costume <laughs> in a box. P.O. box. At P.O. box. Hashtag critter tree. Or you can drop the, the physical photo into a puddle of water and Harrison will see it. Harrison will <laughs> tell see us it. And tell us about it. it Harrison will come call. to us. He just calls us. I keep getting your shit <laughs> and I'm sick of it. <laughs> Jake and Megan inside of the Welcome Center, you have seen the tone shift of the light in here as part of the planetary nebula has faded away. Part of the center mass of this dying star is not giving off light anymore. And where that light was being emitted, you now see a small station floating just off the surface of this dying star. Tell me you see that too. I don't understand what I'm looking at. It was like another illusion. This whole time, this nebula thing, it, this is what it looked like. We just couldn't see it. They must have got They must have got it. They must have got the runes. So that means that's where we're probably headed next, huh? I think that makes sense, right? With the way the, the three circles, if this is the middle, that's like right above here, right? And all the lights just went out. All right, well, let's, let's get the ship fixed then, because I think we're flying way out there. Yeah, and as you both move through here, headed towards the hangar, Now that the light is different in here, at the very top of this 
what almost seems like a glass tower, almost imperceptible and made even more so originally by the shifting light of this planet. You can see little runes etched in the top of the glass tower. Can I make them out from here? Like the contents of these runes? Why don't you survey the scene? Okie dokie. Nine. Can I try to help out with that? Yeah, how so? I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with some of these runes. Like, I've seen the ones that they put on the creature's chests in the training room, and I have seen a lot of the different runes my grandpa used for his spells and rituals. Am I able to make any of these out? Yeah, roll assist. Eleven. All right, Jake, re-roll your lowest die. Uh, Thirteen. All right, you get a hold two. Would I know anything that's related to this? Yes, as you examine these runes that are etched in the glass ceiling of this tower... They're not the same runes that you're used to seeing. They are very similar to the power transference runes that you've seen where you're able to transfer an ability of a creature into a target. Um, They are stylistically similar runes, though. So they are related, but you get the sense that the runes in this do something else. All right. Then what happened here? So you have seen through Anastasia and through a couple of other sources when this ritual is used to transfer powers from a creature into a person. It seems like this circle is being used as almost a stand-in for the person and directing all of that siphoned energy towards this station on the dying sun. So it is it is focusing it and channeling this energy probably towards some kind of a battery, someplace to store it if Nash is collecting it and using it on a larger scale. Oh, yeah, that's like a magnifying glass, like just rocketing this energy up there and siphoning it into a battery, probably. And then what is it doing with it up there? The hell if I know. I don't know if he's got to come back and get it later or if something up there is then siphoning it through a portal to our world or what. Okay, so what if we mess up these runes here? It won't go up to that place, and then it can't send it off, right? I mean, now that these down here are broken, um, I think it's safe to assume that the one on the roof isn't doing anything anymore. Mm. But that there is still that issue of all of the current stored energy at that center. It's still a it's still a battery. Yeah, it's like a like a solar panel battery that like just holds it. Yes, it's not like a generator or anything. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, seems like we got to get up there then. Is there any uh, line of sight? Is there any angle by which I can look out the glass of the Welcome Center and see where these two chuckle fucks have gone? Yeah, you see them sprinting across (laughs) the landscape of this planet to the point where you assume something must be chasing them, but you don't see anything behind them. Yeah, I was I was going to say, Rev, like in the last episode, you painted this really beautiful monologue of like Kim and Tass. You look up and you see that. I think I'm speaking for both of us when I say we saw nothing. (laughs) I hooked that knife and then she realized I was already 50 yards out of this crater. I go, they must be pursued by an invisible attacker. Yeah. Like they're they're leaving behind them Roadrunner-esque plumes of dust. I just I hooked that knife, saw this thing start to fade, and I'm just yelling over my shoulder, Nebula's fake, sun's haunted, run. <laughs> yeah, so Jake and Megan head back into the hangar and are able to replace this piece right about the time that Kim and Tass make it around the building and back inside. Hey, seems like you shut it down. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. There's something, something real hot out there. I don't know what, but I think we I think we got ahead of it. 
What are you talking about? We broke the circle, so whatever's out there is free now. Yeah, and the crater was, like, burning hot. So we assumed that maybe there was something, like, under the crater or, like, in the vicinity of the crater. I don't know. I We just didn't want to risk it. No, that's... I don't blame you. That's fine. I wonder, though, if whatever circle a thing was trapped in would either have to be that one or one below it or one above it, right? So I wonder if there was, like, a... Like a like a heat elemental or something, you know, like something incorporeal in your very circle that you were getting close to or something. Oh, whatever it was, it does not run as fast as us. So we did it. So we just have the one left, right? The main one. Yep. Way up there. Well, the ship is ready to go now. So as soon as we're ready to head up, I think we have our new destination. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what Carrington thinks and then get moving. Let's get her <laughs> approval and then we'll head out. Yeah. Before we take off, uh, I'm going to pay another visit to the med bay and get myself all better, please. Okay. Okay, I got a seven, so that that gets me all good. We jump ahead about ten minutes, and we see the ship leaving the atmosphere of Hydarnes, headed towards the surface of this dying sun. As you get closer and closer to your destination, the turquoise light from this nebula start to mess with your eyes. It's not doing anything to the sensors of the ship, but you can feel it starting to wear on your eyes, making them tired and sore. And there's a brief moment where as the ship gets closer and this station gets larger, everybody's vision fades to black. Your eyes open and you're all laying on the ground. This ground is pristine white and there are plexiglass walls separating all of you. A voice comes over an intercom Robotic and calm. Shutdown initiated. Quarantine sequence engaged. System malfunction. System malfunction. System malfunction. Unable to determine source of techno-organic virus. System malfunction. Please discover and inoculate accordingly. Welcome to Critter Treat. Welcome to Critter Treat, everybody. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so scared. Take your Starhold stuff and put it aside for now because we're playing a different game. This is a game, boy, I hope this works. Not the title of the game, the title of my thoughts. This is a game that I wrote. <gasps> oh, oh yay. I nice. I couldn't find something that was exactly what I wanted, so I made something. This game is called Infected. It is uh, what you would call a. Social deceit game oh, akin no. to werewolf or oh, no. mafia. That's great. <clears throat> you or someone in your group may be infected. The quarantine protocol has triggered a lockdown. It is up to you and your team to decide who, if anyone, should be inoculated for the infection before the barriers are lowered and access is granted into the facility. The infected will say or do anything they can to make it out of the quarantine. Each round of Infected consists of four phases. Chatter, moves and results, fallout, inoculation vote. Chatter. 
set a timer and give the players time to talk about the situation slash vote results they're currently living in. Moves and results. Privately submit your move and target, if applicable, to the GM. After all moves are received, the GM will privately send you what you have learned. Fallout. Once everyone has the results, a timer starts. Use what you have learned to sway the other players one way or another. You do not have to be honest about what you learned or how you learned it in the Fallout section. Inoculation vote. You have the option to vote for another player slash players to be inoculated against the infection. The GM will privately collect your inoculation vote. You do not have to vote in the inoculation vote phase. Note, change the numbers below based off the number of players you're starting with. This example is starting off with four players because we're four players. One vote for a player yields no result. Two votes for a player informs that player that they have been voted for. If their inoculation vote total does not drop to one or zero within the next two inoculation votes, they will be inoculated after the third consistent inoculation vote of having two votes. Three votes for a player causes them to be inoculated immediately. If players are inoculated, adjust the votes needed in the inoculation phase accordingly. Players may all agree to move out of the chatter or fallout phase faster. If they do, the remaining time is eliminated from the overall game and does not roll over into the next phase. The inoculation. If infected, the inoculation will knock the player out for two hours and remove the infected state. If not infected, the inoculation is very powerful and knocks the player out for three days. At the end of the predetermined time, possibly 60 to 90 minutes, the walls will drop and no further inoculations will be given. Those still awake, if any, are free to leave the quarantine chamber. If during the game all uninoculated players agree that no further inoculations are needed, they may choose to end the quarantine. Here are your moves. Deceive. This move targets one other player. It defends against scrutinize, giving the player who you scrutinized against you false information. If you are targeted by expose in the same round that you have deceived, all other players learn that you were trying to deceive and the player who exposed you will learn who you were trying to deceive. Deflect. This move targets one other player. Any moves used against you this round will yield results as if they had targeted the player you have chosen to deflect to. If that player has used observe or wall off this round, they will learn that you have deflected to them. If your chosen target has also targeted you with deflect this round, the moves cancel out and any information learned about you will be learned as if you had not used deflect. If you are targeted by deflect and have also used deflect this round against a different player, you become aware of who targeted you and their deflect shifts to your target. Expose. This move targets one other player. All players learn what move the exposed player used this round. The exposed player learns who exposed them. Observe. This move targets all other players. You learn who used single target moves this round against who, but you do not learn what moves. If targeted by Expose in the same round in which you use Observe, all players learn what you learn. Scrutinize. This move targets one other player. Examine a single player closely and ask the GM one of the following. Who are they targeting this round and with what move? What move did they use last round and against who? Have they used Deceive on me? How did they vote in the last inoculation vote phase? The answers you receive from Scrutinize can be affected by Deceive and Deflect. And lastly, wall off. This move targets self. You will learn who has used a move against you this round. The only players who can learn anything from you this round 
are players who used Observe. If you are targeted by Scrutinize this round, and that player chooses to scrutinize you again next round, they will be able to ask three questions about you. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. All of the moves affect one another. It's kind of a big paper, rock, scissors situation. I have handouts for all of you with these moves on them, but essentially we're going to have some conversation about the situation you find yourselves in with a timer. And then you're going to message me the move that you would like to use and against who. Once I have all of those, I will give everyone the information that they have learned. You then use the next timer to try and convince who should or should not be inoculated. And then you'll have the inoculation vote that will go on until time runs out or the group that is awake or uninoculated agrees that no further inoculations are needed. So this is going to start off first. I'm going to send you all a message. We don't do this very often, but everyone's going to need to have out maybe Discord or something because we're going to share some secret information back and forth this whole game. So I'm going to send you a little message about whether you are or are not infected. Um, and once the game is over, I will tell you how this was decided. So I have just sent you all a message to let you know of your infected or uninfected status. Again, it could be nobody. It could be everybody. It could be a couple people. Who knows? A couple of things. This has, this infection, it's taken over part of your brain, that desire to survive. So just like in Werewolf, this is not a game where you will really be aware and sacrifice yourself. You have the driving urge to survive, to get through uninoculated. There is an element of this game that obviously is meta because you have moves. I'm going to then give you information from those moves. But the rest of the game is intended to be played in character. So if you know that someone has used Deceive, it won't be a, oh, I know Jake used Deceive last round and that da-da-da-da. It'll be like, Jake, I'm getting a weird feeling from you. I feel like you're lying to it. You know, try to justify it without using the meta of the game. Try to justify this in character, I think, is how we'll have the most fun with this scenario. Are we all ready? No, let's do it. Yeah, God, no. But let's, let's hit I, it anyway. I, yeah. All right. You are all cordoned off in your own little plexiglass rooms. There is a small terminal on the wall that lists the other rooms and gives you the option to vote to have them inoculated. You have heard that the system is having a malfunction. It thinks it detects a techno-organic virus. It's uncertain. It needs you all to decide who and if to administer the inoculations. You know that if you are infected and you get inoculated, it will knock you out for two hours, but clear you of the infection. If you are uninfected and are inoculated, it will knock you out for three days. And this is kind of a dangerous place to be unconscious for three days. At the end of our timer, which for us uh, will be different than for what the listeners will ultimately hear, I'm certain, uh, but for us is going to be a 90-minute timer. At the end of those 90 minutes, the walls come down and whoever is awake is able to leave this quarantine chamber, or if everyone unanimously agrees, everyone who is awake, to end the quarantine, the quarantine ends. You've all heard this over the intercom. What are you doing? Is Carrington also in the plexiglass with us? You see her in the back corner of the room in another chamber, unconscious. Okay. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> I know how this ends. <laughs> Spoilers for It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for a movie. No, it shouldn't be spoiled. 
That's my big stance on spoilers. If it's on a list of good movie spoilers, it shouldn't be spoiled no matter how long it is. Well, then why did you Because it it was such a good opportunity. It was (laughs) such a good joke. I know. I'm going to sacrifice my 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 integrity for. Oh, I thought they were going to go the other way. I'm giving. I'm getting rid of my hard stance on ruining movies because this joke is too damn good. No. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. The timer has started. Okay. Oh no. Are you guys seeing these readouts? Yes. Where we're like supposed to vote for people? Yeah, but like what? What? It said something about like a virus, like inoculations for a virus. Are we infected? Does anyone feel weird? I mean, other than just like going through a portal and we're in a space land weird? Not beyond the normal context base level weirdness, no. Yeah, okay. I mean, this this could be easy. Some of that stuff from the weird mercury monster alien got onto Jake. Is that what it's like? Is it the residue of that? I don't know. I mean, I feel normal. I mean, that was a situation, right, where it was like that can get into you and they were like killing people who it infected. Yeah, but like, so we know the main thing died. So like, it's not taking him over. I'm sure it's fine. I'm just wondering if this computer's like, yo, there's something weird and that's all this is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Who's in the cell closest to me? Think of it like a four square grid. Okay, well then I want to like walk over to the corner and like be like, do you see anything? And open my mouth real wide like everybody did. Like, ah. Yeah, does he have that like silver in the back of his throat like they made him look He does for? not, no. It looks clear. You have wonderful teeth. Do you floss often? <laughs> not as often as I should, but I'm getting better. Fucking mood. <laughs> <laughs> Carrington says from herself. <laughs> in her sleep as she rolls over. <laughs> um... I, I mean, it seems like, okay, and it told us, like, we know how long you're out if you get inoculated. Correct. It seems like the safe call would be to blast us all, but if the f- three fucking days, like, we could all be dead. Like, yeah. I don't think we can afford that. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, if this is Nash's station, who knows what's through those doors? It could be him. Hit, yeah. But also, if somebody is infected, we don't know with what, and what if that takes over eventually or we take it back to our world oh god is there a chance that we have dealt with so many hostile systems is there a chance that this computer is just fucking with us trying to get us to knock each other out for three days and no one's sick i will step in here as the creator of this game and say no the computer is not hostile (laughs) towards anybody if anything it's just malfunctioning okay okay we don't know what the infection is as far as like accidentally taking it home though like maybe once this place was cleared and we could afford like a three day, you know, safe thing, like then we could just inoculate all of us. But I guess I don't know what happens in the meantime, you know, whatever this problem is. I guess I don't know if we could get through the mission and then inoculate or if it's going to fuck us all up before that happens. What does this illness even do? Right. Like what if Kim and I never saw any creature down at that circle? What if it was some yeah. sort of like heat virus? Uh, you, I mean, you don't feel weird, right? Well, not yet. No. And that is time. Uh-oh. Oh. Everybody, oh God. message me the moves you would like to use and against who. Hey, everybody. Rev here from the future. And I'm going to give you a little information. I, I thought about this for a long time. Like, what do I want you, the listener, to know? And so I've decided. I'm not going to tell you 
who is or isn't infected. That wouldn't be any fun. But what I am going to tell you each round is what move each person did and to who. Now, I'm not going to tell you what they learned because obviously you're going to learn that through the conversations that they have, but you're going to know what moves they're using and who they're using them against. So for this first round, Kim has used observe on everyone. Tass has also used observe on everyone. Jake has deflected to Megan, and Megan is scrutinizing Kim, asking, who is she targeting with a move right now? And those are the moves for this round. All right, I have gotten all of your moves, compared them against one another, and sent you all information, what you have learned this phase, which now brings us to the Fallout section, which starts a new timer. And just gives you all the opportunity to talk about what you think should be done before the inoculation phase. Megan, you're looking at me funny. What's going on? I'm just trying to see if you look a little different from being out in the crater. Like, do I look a little tanner? <laughs> That'd be rare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I know that you guys had spacesuits on because it was supposed to be protecting you from the elements out there. But Tass, you said it was like really, really hot out there, right? Like burning hot. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't see any sort of creatures or anything. Not at all. Like I, I threw my knife down in, and it like it melted the thermal knife over the the plate. That's what broke the circle. But you could feel the heat from the crater. Yeah, like that yeah. was still getting to you. Like the suit, obviously, you didn't get hurt from it, but you could still feel that come through. I'm just, yeah. I'm just worried that something else came through as well. Well. I mean, I am now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want anyone to actually be infected. Uh, so I was just sort of like looking around our plexiglass prisons. Jake, you were also kind of looking at Megan sort of funny. I don't like I'm just I'm looking at all of you a little funny, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I saw you like like specifically Megan. I mean, just while you guys were out in the crater, like me and Megan were working on the ship. So I'm trying to keep an eye out for. If no offense, but just if your behavior seems any different than it was like before we left. No, no offense taken. I think that makes perfect sense. Do I seem different? No, not really. I'm trying to think of like all the opportunities in which like something bad might have happened. Like Jake, you got dropped on by that silver monster. Jake and Megan, you were both caught in the goo from Dion. Tass and I were in the freaky crater. Like pretty much all of us got exposed to a fuck ton of gamma, but I, I don't think that's this. Yeah, I mean... Kim and Tass went into the middle chamber thing with Riley. I guess I did too. Yeah, you were up there too. Yeah. You were eating a lot of those weird sandwiches. <laughs> I did yeah. Oh no! You're the only one that's eaten anything from this plane. <laughs> I ate the robo hardtack and now I'm <laughs> That's infected. for robots, Jake. <laughs> no. Everybody has eaten from this planet. Yeah. You all ate during a downtime. Yeah. I think you specifically went and got everyone's sandwiches. Yep. Yeah, uh -oh. but but Jake loved it. More that's than fair. <laughs> like, yeah, but that says more about the condition of me going into this world than like me being affected by it. <laughs> well, it's time for the first inoculation vote. Oh, so no. send me a message, a reminder you do not have to vote. As a refresher for those listening at home in the inoculation phase, with four players, one vote for a player yields no results. Two votes for a player informs them that they have been voted for, not by who. If their inoculation vote total does not drop to one or zero within the next two inoculation vote sessions, they will be inoculated after the third consecutive inoculation vote of having two votes. Three votes for a player 
causes them to be inoculated immediately. Again, you do not have to vote in this round. But will we know Kim got one vote, Megan got two votes, or whatever? No, you will only know if you got two votes. Gotcha, okay. You'll know if you got three. (laughs) (laughs) But if you got one vote, you will not know, or if you got zero votes, you will not know. All right, all the votes are in. You see the ceiling in each of your rooms start to spin, and an arm drops down. And blades <laughs> spring off of it. <laughs> Lieutenant Jigsaw, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he actually went. <laughs> a metallic arm lowers down in each of them, and you can see a large needle filled with liquid. The arms seem to consider you all for a moment, then raise back into the ceiling, and the panels close. Oh, come on. What the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was so stressful. I don't have a fear of needles, but I feel like I'm developing one. So we are now in the beginning of round two, which gets us back into chatter, which is just all of you responding to what just happened. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is it going to do that just like every now and then? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, I just got a really terrifying visual imagery of us all getting stuck and then passing out here because I don't know how we got here. Does anybody have any memory of being moved? No, I remember a really, like, bright light that was kind of messing with my with my vision. And then I, I think I, like, browned out or blacked out or, or something and then just woke up here. We might not even be in the nebula. We might have been, like, abducted by something. Good Lord. I mean, do we think that the thing, whatever did this, like, is this related to the infection? Like, do we think we're all infected and that's what made us pass out? I mean, maybe. Literally, I think we're either all infected or none of us are because this thing is clearly freaking out, right? So it's, yeah, things are lowering and popping back up and it's telling us this stuff. It might just be nothing or yeah, exactly that. Something messed us all up. But it did. It said like, It knows it's malfunctioning. So I don't think that's decisive evidence that one of these or the other is the case. Like, I agree that one of them could be the case, but I don't feel like the fact that, like, the arms are coming down and it's telling us stuff. Like, it told us in the beginning, like, I don't fucking know what's going on, so you guys figure it out for me. So. Yeah. And that's exactly the voice it did, too. I nailed it. (laughs) God. Well, I, I mean, well, so you all had, like, little panels and stuff where you could, like, vote to inoculate. Did you all vote? No. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not going to chance somebody falling asleep for three days in a wild place we don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Not yet. I mean, maybe somebody will start developing some sort of sign. I don't know how much time we'll have here, but it doesn't make sense to take that chance now. Yeah, yeah. Is there like a clock on the wall of anything where like, do we know how much time we have before the computer releases us? You don't, but there is just an impending sense of time marches on. Doom. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I assume if anybody had cast a vote, then the arms would have done something different. Like, yeah, they wouldn't. I don't understand why they came down at all and then did nothing. Other than just to freak us out, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, but again, this thing's malfunctioning. So I guess that's it. That's maybe, all. Maybe it's just that's the part of its routine. And because we didn't think that anybody needed to be inoculated, it just reset. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, let's say... Three of us went for a vote on a fourth person right now. It probably wouldn't even happen until like the timer ran through, right? Like this is all sort of automated and freaking out. I don't want to test that theory. Well, no. Well, you, yeah, of course. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think you're right. It would have to wait until 
it got to that part of its routine. So we need to determine whether or not we're going to guide it in a certain direction or not. We can't test this. Like if we test this and we're wrong once, then this is fucked. Like then we've just got an unconscious friend to deal with. Best case, one unconscious friend to deal with for the next three days. We won't even know if we're wrong because we'll just see that they're unconscious. I mean, yeah, I guess we'll know we're. I guess we'll know whether we're right or wrong in, in two a hours. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after this place cracks open, probably. And that's assuming that they were infected and nobody else was. We don't know if it's one person or more. I just oh. And it's time. <laughs> no. To send me your moves. God. Rev here again. This round, Kim has scrutinized Tass. Asking, how did he vote in the inoculation phase? Tass is scrutinizing Kim, asking, who is Kim using a move against this round, and what move was it? Jake has used wall off, and Megan has scrutinized Jake, asking, what move is he using this round, and against who? And that is all the, and that is all the moves for this round. You have all sent me your moves, and I have sent you what, if anything, you have learned this round. The new timer starts now. <laughs> Kim, I don't know if you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, but I'm just waiting for you to like set on fire or something. What? What? Uh, Why I would know. I be thinking what you're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We just sort of had a long stare down there and I just kind of felt the same vibe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just nervous. I mean, you look fine you don't look any any different i guess i was just double checking yeah same i mean did you get any like weird vibes from me no okay i don't i'm just this this freaks me out a lot and i just don't know what to do no yeah no it freaks me out too and then we both just turn to stare at one of the other two (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm just like no no you guys got you guys got this tie a little bow on that that was a good round onward Yeah, I think I'm just kind of bouncing off of the last, you know, round, so to speak. <laughs> you know, <laughs> matter of speaking. Yeah. Since the needles came down last. Right, round. But no, that idea that Jake had said about, like, he was helping me. We were working together, and he was trying to see if I was any different. And I think I'm just trying to do the same. I just, like, you know, looked for anything, like, silver in his throat and didn't see anything. But, hey, Jake, you're kind of just kind of staring off there. Is everything good? Yeah, I just... I, I, this whole process feels kind of weird and icky to me, and I don't know. I just I don't like I don't like distrust, and it's freaking me out a little bit. I mean, we could always just vote to end it. I'm kind like if nobody feels weird and we can't determine anything, I am kind of inclined to end this quarantine. Like we vote to end it, and then if we're wrong, we'll find out and we'll deal with it then. <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> right? then we'll figure it out, and then we know where the fucking like inoculation needles are. I mean. That's assuming that we can get back here. Yeah. This is an inoculation for something that is somewhat specific, it seems. And we don't know what it is or what it could do. What if one of us turns and like murders the rest of each other when we get out of here? I I don't think any one of us has the ability to murder the other three of us. I'm sorry. If a virus none of us takes over good. your brain and you don't have any control? Like physically, even though. Like what <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like, none of you can take me. <laughs> Jake, you definitely could, like, take all of us physically. I mean, mentally, probably not. But I mean, like, Tass, you've got that terrifying gun. And it's time for an inoculation vote. Boy, that felt fast. So as a reminder, you 
don't have to vote, and you can vote for multiple people. All right, all the votes are in. Again, the ceilings start to spiral and open, and these metallic arms drop down, the long, gleaming needles dripping with the inoculation. The arms seem to consider you all for a moment, and then move back into the ceiling. Oh my god. We are at the top of round three, and on to the chatter phase. Your time starts now. God. I I didn't vote again. I didn't either. There's not enough information. We can't be down a person who's not infected, but we also can't let somebody who's infected out of here. But what if none of us are infected? Then we're just wasting time. Well, it's better to waste maybe a couple of hours talking about it than three days if we're wrong. Yeah, that's true. This can't be good for, like, team cohesion, though. That's that's true. And every minute, I trust you all less. <laughs> and it'll never be recovered. Um, I, that being said, though, if if we're just like, oh, better to talk about it for two hours, are we going to vote? Are we going to fucking risk knocking one of us out? Because if not, then we may as well just go now. Like, we may as well just vote, just either knock ourselves out now or drop the walls now. Are, do we think that we're genuinely going to change our minds over the course of the time we're stuck in here? I personally think, yes, it's possible. I do think that. But to your point... If we're going to go all in on one or the other, we don't know where we are or who's past that. If we knock ourselves out for three days, we're probably just dead. Yeah. Yeah. I go over to the side where I can see Carrington and I'm just like banging on the glass like, Carrington, please wake up. Yeah, I said I wake up, call him, wake me in three days. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. She got the three days. Oh, no. She's going to be so well rested. Man, I don't know. We've we've addressed times we think we could have reasonably been infected, but none of them are especially compelling. Is it I, about like is is it unique to this system or just like unique to space? What? I don't know. Like is there just something weird about like spending a prolonged amount of time in space that makes someone sick or is it just like in this particular space? Cuz like y'all have been to space a few times, right? Yeah. I mean, these needles coming down from here have a specific thing in them. So either this is a specific thing that we can only get a cure for here, or this is just a general cure-all for any space disease. We don't know what this virus is, what it's going to do to whoever has it over time, or what it's going to make that person do to everyone else. Oh, yeah. But computer? I don't know if you can respond. Computer, what does the virus do? Yeah, there is no response from the computer. Cool. Great. Thanks, computer. Do we just like I'm no, I'm I'm about to try to get too meta. I can't I can't think of a way to bring to bring up this idea narratively. I suppose that's good. Cause it's time for you to send me your moves. Fuck me, uh, Kim is using observe on everyone. Megan is scrutinizing Tass, asking who is he using a move against and what move is it? Tass is scrutinizing Jake, asking who is he using a move against and what move is it? And Jake has deflected to Tass. You have all sent me your moves, and I have sent you in response what you have learned this round, if anything. And the timer starts. I I think I'm literally just, like, on a heel, turning, just taking in each of the three of them in, like, five seconds. It is like I'm on one of those little clocks, you know, where they're all, like, moving around the little clock and the cuckoo clock. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Like, I'm just sort of like that, exasperated, because I don't, I just don't know what to make of this. Yeah, we're all just looking at each other and nothing is changing. And I don't know if we're just going to go. 
I don't know what I'm looking for. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't think time in this box is, is really doing anything for our mental health because all that I am seeing right now is... Megan, you like staring really intently at Tass. Tass, you staring really intently at Jake. Jake not making eye contact with anybody. Yeah, I mean, I've I've looked at all of you, and nobody looks any different. Then, then what? Do we just do we just vote to end it and just take our chances? I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, like, because I don't know what to do. Wait, which way are which way are you going on this? Like, end it? Like, let us out? End it? Yeah, voting to let us out to stop the quarantine. Yeah, to stop the quarantine. And we'll just deal with it if we have to deal with it. I mean, that's assuming that we can deal with it later, but we can't seem to do anything about it now. So if we're not going to make a decision, we might as well go find out what we can find out elsewhere here. Okay. I I raise my hand and I'm trying to like make meaningful eye contact with something. I'm voting to end it to let us out. I look toward Tass. I put a finger to my nose. Last I've already kind of expressed my position on this. Like, it seems like we're just going to piss away 90 minutes here and nobody's going to feel comfortable pulling the trigger on anybody, which I think makes us good people, kind of, if, if not <laughs> dumb a little bit. But I, I feel like we can waste 90 minutes and walk out of these boxes or we can waste all we've wasted so far and walk out of these boxes. So, yeah, I, I will also raise my hand. I think I'm in support of getting out of here and dealing with it when we fucking know what it is and who's affected, assuming it exists. I raise my hand. Yeah, fuck it. The computer voice comes over the intercom again. Quarantine lifted. And the plexiglass walls slowly lower down. And at the far end of the room, a door unseals and cracks open. As this barrier is broken, Carrington sits up and looks around. And the five of you start to walk towards that door. As you walk out of the door, the camera pans back. And we see a sign above the door that says cloning facility. And just outside the space station, we see the IPT cruiser with the crew <gasps> arriving at the facility. What? Oh my gosh. All right. So for a little explanation here, what I tried to do is I went back through the story thus far and counted up how many times each of you had been exposed to something that could get into your body, something that could be part of whatever Nash was doing here. And it was all relatively low. Um, I believe, I would have to go back to my notes, but I believe it was Tass at three, Jake at four, Megan and Kim at three. So it was very low numbers. I picked out four D10s, one for each of you, and I rolled those dice. If the number was your number of exposures or less, you were infected. If it was higher than your number of exposures, you were clean. I rolled at the same time, Four threes. <gasps> we were all infected. You were all infected. <laughs> Good job, everybody. So, I knew it. There was a little bit of a shift here at the end. I had decided in my mind that because I knew you were all infected and I didn't want to redo the role, like that seemed disingenuous. So I had decided in my head that, okay, if nobody gets knocked out, then I think what this is, is it's like testing the mentality of these clones to see how they will react with one another before it releases them into the facility to do who knows what. But now you have seen, or at least the audience has seen, your four infected clones released into the facility that your ship is getting ready to dock at. Gotcha. So, like, Kim Prime is not infected? Correct. Okay. Yeah, Kim Prime is, is you're all just now arriving on the ship. Amazing. And this could be, maybe, some clue that Carrington has had a run-in with these people in some fashion. 
Yeah, her body was certainly there as well. So operating as someone who was infected but not knowing who else was, when Jake started talking pretty immediately about just ending the experiment, I was like, okay, so I'm infected (laughs) and Jake's infected, so I need to be team stop the quarantine no matter what. This feels, okay, I feel that my points in the narrative were not suspicious. Yeah. They were yeah, fine. Yeah, sure. No. So I think you guys are all metagaming. No. <laughs> I had a similar thought, but I had for kind of a different reason. I, and well, I don't know. This might actually line up, but there is a level in these types of games where you have to play both sides a little bit and show that you're willing to bend one way or the other. So when that came from you, I went, okay, what I have to find out is which way he's trying to bend this. And so that's where a few of my stuff was targeted at you because I was like, I'm either on his team and I'm going to whole ass try to bend it back to sell that idea, or I'm going to just step back and wait for everyone else to kind of hit it again. That's hilarious. You and Megan in particular did a really good job of playing both sides of the fence of like in moments where people were like, Jake would be like, I think we should end this. Megan was like, well, now hold on. Let's not get carried away here. Yeah. (laughs) See, I always know you have to do that both sides. The problem is when I'm infected... And I play the other side. Sometimes I go too far on the other side <laughs> and I have to pull myself back. And then back. they inoculate me. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, then I'm like, oh, wait, no, I'm not reaching my goal. I have to remember that my goal <laughs> yeah. is to end this. So I, I want that to happen. But I, I similarly had an idea when Jake was voting to end this. But I thought, OK, that's obviously something someone who's infected would want. But maybe Jake is just being very logical as his character. Mm. Like that three days is potentially a huge risk would you know coin jake truly believe that it was worth the risk and that that might not be because he's infected that might be because he really wants to to go that direction but it wasn't until i scrutinized him in the second round and i didn't learn anything meaning he had walled off probably Uh unless somebody else deflected to him or something that was when i started suspecting him and then i was like okay so he might be on my team as well so now next time i'm gonna see what tass is up to yeah and that logic that like Uh, especially Jake would not want to sacrifice those three days because him being the person who understands the magic the best, like he, his character knows when part of this spell breaks, like, yeah, it still works, but Nash is probably going to become aware that this has broken. And so if it's been broken now and three days pass, what will happen in those three days? Yeah. And also just like, it seemed so in character for all of us to just kind of be like, well, let's get out of these cages. And like, if this is a problem, we will deal with it later. <laughs> like, let's do the mission. <laughs> no, absolutely not. If I had been not infected, there is no way I would have voted to end this. Same. And that's what mm. I kept thinking is that if somebody else is not infected and they are voting for this, that is such a huge risk. And I had to keep pulling myself back from arguing that stance yeah. when everyone started <laughs> leaning that way because I was like, oh, this is going to be so bad if there's somebody here who is not also infected. Yeah. But that's what I want because I want to get out of here. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, that got close. And I know it, it probably wouldn't have happened from the other two, but you were the only one I was going to vote for because I was like, clearly she's fine. So we got to get rid of her so she can't let us out. Of, oh, yeah. You know? Well, that's <laughs> did anyone vote for anyone at any point? Nope. To be inoculated? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I voted for people every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the thing that actually never came to fruition um, is, you know, you were like, why the hell are the arms coming down and then looking at us and then leaving? Megan's right. Like, that's the reset pattern. No one ever had more than one vote. 
if someone had had two votes, if, say, Jake had said, oh, yeah, vote for everyone in the same round that Kim said that, all of those arms would have just stayed down and watched you the entire next round. Oh, awful. God, that's terrifying. So, yeah, they were resetting to let you know that, you know, no one has two votes. Jake, was this an elaborate deflect situation that I haven't put my head around, or did you scrutinize yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, he, I did deflect and then wall off and then deflect. I think that's what I did. I never scrutinized anyone. Yeah, he Got deflected. It. Who did you deflect onto? Tass, who was scrutinizing Jake. <laughs> gotcha. So the result that Tass and Kim got was that Jake is scrutinizing Jake. <laughs> that's what I had assumed, but I thought, that's a baller move if he's just like, I'm going to scrutinize myself and let them sort it out. <laughs> yeah, I scrutinized Kim and then Jake and then Tass. <laughs> yeah. We really never, on my end of it, we never really got into the weeds with I thought, oh, man, once I start having to, like, weave through these moves and, and give people what they've learned. But for the most part, no one learned more than three things. A lot of times people only learned one thing in their round. And I was afraid at one point, I'm like, oh, my God, like the right set of these moves, someone's going to learn like seven things and I have to keep them all straight. I'll be interested to see, like, if we find an opportunity to play this again for some reason. Oh, yeah. If it actually works or if it just happened to work this time. <laughs> yeah, I think this has a hell of a lot of potential honestly like you put together a fun thing here i think this is Good. something that if you add a line or two so that you get to step back and be in it as well mm, whether yeah. that's a pull of a card to see who's infected or whatever uh, else it yeah. might be something oh yeah like a deck of cards and if you anyone who draws a, a diamond is infected or something right right um good shit man i'm not smart enough about this to know like maybe this could be broken if you weren't playing it as your character in an established world with established relationships. Yeah. Like, I think that if the goal of this was just no matter what, figure out who's bad, you know, whatever, then I don't know, there might be some interactions of these moves or like ways to play this that could, you know, not work out. But I, it seems like as long as everybody's being genuine yeah. to their character, then yeah, this this works. This yeah. is Yeah, this is a very much a game I designed with the mentality of you have to play it in character so it's not like werewolf where we're a bunch of friends and someone's been infected. It is play this game with your Monster of the Week group. Play this game with a group of people that have characters and backstories and personalities and relationships to see then how it kind of bends and flexes. Yeah, and I, I don't feel like I, I lied about not voting, like about not inoculating, but I don't think I felt like I really had to lie about anything else. And like, I feel like the points I was making were points I could genuinely make and believe. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Like as an infected person, I felt like I was pretty honest throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I did have one additional element in this game that at the 11th hour I removed. Um, it was in the previous PDF, which was the third page. And it was that, you know, because this thing has taken over your mind and it is overridden your survival instinct it wants to survive that that had a drawback to that and the drawback was that since it was overriding part of your brain to force you to help it survive it was also messing with a part of your memory and so that it was you know the suggestion was that something in your memory is incorrect and it's something that is large enough to be noticed but small enough to not be like Jake, you don't remember Tass's name. You think his name is Greg. But it was like... That's true, though. I yeah. <laughs> but it's like your favorite flavors are reversed. So if you're someone who famously likes, you know, salty things, you have a sweet tooth. You have a, an article of clothing that is your favorite that you remember as the wrong color. Like that it is some important little key fact that 
you would then use the conversations of the chatter phase to try to figure out like, what can I talk to you about to gauge whether you're remembering everything right? Because one of the scrutinized questions that I removed was, what could I ask this person to trip them up? Um, but that got removed then at the last moment and replaced with the inoculation vote uh, question. I think this merits additional play testing. Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd be curious to try it out, out of character, like as a werewolf game yeah. and see how it stacks up in that regard too. Yeah. Very fun. Good job. Yay. Yeah, good job. Hell yeah. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Ooh. We'll see you next week. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings. I am the modestly handsome obituary writer of this fetching town of Crestfall, Idaho, and this is Death by Dying. Death is exhausting. And so, after a long day of funeral attending, I had retired to my apartment to get some shut-eye. I loosened my Versace tie and changed into my Egyptian silk pajamas. Are you the detective in town? No, I'm the obituary writer. Really? Someone said you solve murder cases. Murder? I'm Charlotte, by the way. Forgive me, but I haven't gotten past the murder part. Charlotte, the friend I now have, is staying in the apartment above her Aunt Lillian's bookshop. She was my aunt. She was all I had growing up. I need to know why she's gone. Murder is the spice of life. I knew just who I had to see, the Angel of Death. We have become friends over the years. Careful, death is ever-present. Her pet, the button-eyed raven, moaned inconsolably as usual. Your friends are abandoning you, one by one. You write about death, O.W., but how much do you know about what it feels like to lose someone? The shadow in the dark woods is making its way into Crestfall. Listen to Death by Dying on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher.